Tell somebody close to you, the Lord is in this place tonight. Hallelujah. Amen. Before we go into the word of the Lord tonight, I want to give honor to this great church. Amen. You should give yourselves a hand clap. Amen. We honor East Wind Pentecostal Church. Give honor to your pastor and his wife. Give honor to Bishop Myers. Amen. I'm going to tell you a little bit about that in just a moment. But we have a history together. Amen. I'm going to share you a short story in just a moment. Honor Brother Richie and his family for your faithful service to the Lord. Amen. God bless you, sir. Hallelujah. It's an honor to be here tonight and stand in front of you, bring to you the word of the Lord. This is a missions-minded church. And any missions-minded church is a church that attracts the blessings of God. It attracts the power of God and the miracles of God. And you may wonder, this is Mission Sunday, and, and why should I give to missions? And we don't always see the fruit of our sacrifice and our offerings. Uh, but tonight I want to change that, because you're looking at one of them. You're looking at one of them. I, when I was 19 years old, I was not brought up in church. I was raised a Catholic. I'm born and raised in Belgium. That just means I speak 10 different languages. Uh, um, I was raised an atheist that went to Catholic church once or twice a year, and that was it. Everything changed when I was 19 years old. And it was because my oldest brother made a trip to Florida. And he went to visit my family, Luke and Denise Turlings, who were part of this church many years ago. And he was in a very dark time in his life. He was suicidal. And when he came to my aunt and my uncle's home, my aunt said, you need to give your life to the Lord. You got to be baptized in Jesus' name, be filled with the Holy Ghost, and God will take away everything that is trying to destroy you and will give you life. And in a trip of three weeks in Florida and a couple of days, I, don't, I forget how many, in Los Angeles, before he came back to Belgium, God filled him with the Holy Ghost, and he was baptized in Jesus' name. Amen. My oldest brother came back to Belgium, and when I saw the change in his life, because I, I dropped him off at the airport, and Brother Richie, he was a ghost. And I said, you go have fun and you serve the waves and maybe you'll find a nice, beautiful girl somewhere in Florida and enjoy life. And when he came back, he was completely changed. There was something about him. And I was 19 years old in college, living life. And I said, I want what you have. What is it that you have? That summer of 2002, 
me, my other brother, my mom, and my dad were baptized in the swimming pool of my parents' home. In Jesus' name. And my aunt, who's going to this church, said, we need to get you a church. And so she went to Pastor Myers and said, do we have anybody in Belgium? Is there any missionary in Belgium where we can lead them to so they can go to church and get strengthened? Pastor Myers said, we do have somebody in Belgium. And that was missionary Filippo Chula, who was the missionary in Belgium. And your pastor called us and said, we have a church in Belgium and you need to go there. And so we have a history together. This, your church, was the birthplace for the conversion of my family. That's what missions is all about. And so in front of you is standing the fruit of your sacrifice. The fruit of your prayers. The fruit of missions. So I think it was a year later that Pastor Myers and Bishop came to Brussels. Preached in the church, the headquarters church there. And it was a great, wonderful time. We are now privileged to pastor the headquarters church in Brussels, Belgium, together with my family. And God has given us great revival. Amen. That's the fruit of missions. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. I want to give honor to my family. My wife, my two beautiful children are with me on this trip. Nathaniel and Louisa, wave your hands. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. God is doing great things across Europe. Brother Patterson was with you this morning. And I was with him last week in Bucharest, Romania for the Youth Congress, the European Youth Congress. And God did great things. The eyes of the Lord are upon Europe. And God is going to give great revival. I just, just in case you forgot... Europe is not stuck in the Middle Ages anymore. Europe is having great revival. And there are men and women that are rising up, answering to the call, and are making a difference in places where it is not that easy. And God is pouring out His Spirit in that conference. We had several filled with the Holy Ghost, four baptized in Jesus' name, and over 50 that testified of healing. Young people, over 400 young people came together and just praised God and went crazy for Jesus. Amen. And that's what's going to happen here tonight. Amen. Are you ready for the word of the Lord? Amen. I bring the greetings from all the churches in Belgium. Amen. Our church in Brussels, been praying and, and we feel a great connection with this church. And we thank God for that. Amen. Let's turn in Psalms chapter 34. I'm going to read from verse 1 till verse 6. Praise God. 
I want to send you the greetings from my parents. My parents love your pastor and his wife because they feel he is part of the reason why the entire family got saved and gave their lives to God. And so um, my parents greet you all and express their love to you. Amen. The Bible says, a psalm of David, when he changed his behavior before Abimelech, who drove him away and he departed. I will bless the Lord at all times and his praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make her boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear thereof and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. I sought the Lord and he heard me and delivered me from all my fears. Everybody say all. They looked unto me and they were lightened and their faces were not ashamed. Verse 6. This poor man cried and the Lord heard him. That's all we got to know. This poor man cried and the Lord heard him. It's one thing if your children hear you cry. It's one thing if your parents hear you cry. It's a completely different thing when God hears you. And he saved him out of all his trouble. Amen. I want to tie this with Mark chapter 5. Mark chapter 5. Verse 1, they came over into the other side of the sea, into the country of the Gadarenes. And when he was come out of the ship, immediately there met him out of the tomb, a man with an unclean spirit. Verse 3, who had his dwelling among the tombs, and no man could bind him, no, not with chains. Because that he had been often bound with feathers and chains, and the chains had been plucked asunder by him, and the feathers broken in pieces, neither could any man tame him. Verse 5, And always, night and day, he was in the mountains and in the tombs, crying, cutting himself with stones. But when he saw Jesus afar off, he ran and worshipped him, and he cried with a loud voice and said what have I to do with thee Jesus thou son of the most high God I jure thee by God that you do not torment me for he said unto him come out of the man thou unclean spirit tonight I want to preach to you a very simple thing but it has the power to change your life and to change your circumstance right now I want to minister to you from this thought, the sound of the supernatural. The sound of the supernatural. Would you put your Bibles down for a moment? Would you lift your voice to the Lord together in one mind and in one accord? And would you fill this place with a sound, the supernatural? <laughs> Ramayeta, Sikuye Sarahayeta, 
Hallelujah. Let's say, let's fill this sanctuary with a sound that will release something from the throne of the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. Jesus mighty name. Would you clap your hands to the Lord one more time? Amen. You may be seated. On one given day, we read in the gospel of Mark that Jesus is teaching a parable on the sower and the seed. He explains to his disciples that the word of God is like a seed. That if you sow it into good soil, it will produce many fruits. But he says some will receive it, others will reject it. Because he teaches his disciples... There is good soil, there is not so good soil, there's just bad soil. But we just got to sow it and see what happens with the seed. And after he teaches this lesson, almost as to demonstrate his teaching, at the end of that day, he looks at his disciples and he says, let's go to the other side. In Mark 4 and 35, Jesus says, let us pass over unto the other side. Now, the other side was the Decapolis. It was a conglomeration of ten cities that was the result of the conquest of Alexander the Great. Those cities were known for being not great soil for the word of God. They were Hellenized very strongly by the Greek. They were cities belonging to Greek strongholds like Damascus, the Gatherines, Philadelphia. These cities were the summum of Greek culture, Greek lifestyle and Greek religion. They were filled with theaters, pagan worship, Religious festivals, places of sacrifices to Greek gods. These were places Jews would avoid because they were void of anything religious towards Jehovah. These cities were sinful. They belonged to a Greek nation that wanted to change the entire world. The cities were viewed by the Jews as demon-possessed. It's Gentile territory. The unclean live there. False gods and evil spirits operate in those places. And so, let's avoid them. After all, Jesus was sent to the lost sheep of Israel. So let's not go to the other side. Not to the pigs of Israel. The Decapolis. Yet it is exactly in that place. It's that place which the Jews have condemned as bad soil. It's that place where Jesus says, let's go there. That place where there are too many devils. Too much paganism. Chains so thick. Devils so strong. Religion so much in bondage 
It's an anti-religious stronghold. So let's not waste time going there. But it is in that place. Jesus looks at the soil and he says, we must go to the other side. And so he takes his disciples in that boat and they pass over to the other side. Why? Because Jesus wants to show his disciples, I have taught you the power of the word. And if we sow it into soil, it will produce fruit. I am going to demonstrate to you the power of my word. Someone on the other side needs me. There was someone on the other side who needed to hear the voice of the creator. Jesus heard a sound coming from the tubes of that region. A cry was going out from that tomb. The sound of someone who was possessed and crying out for deliverance. I want you to listen to me tonight. It is not hard to get the attention of God. I don't care what the devil has told you. If God will not listen to you. If God has walked away from you. If your prayers have fell on dead soil. No my friend. It is not hard to get the attention of God. The only thing you and I need to do is lift up that voice to God and cry out of desperation. Oh yes, it is not hard to find God and to find deliverance and freedom. David wrote it in Psalms 34. He sought the Lord. In the verse 6 he says, this poor man cried out to God and the Lord heard him. And the Lord delivered him out of his troubles. Do you know why Psalm 34 was written? It was written in a season in David's life where David was not doing so good. David ran away from Saul because he was being persecuted. And so he thought, I'm going to find some shelter with King Abimelech. But when King Abimelech kind of noticed that David was in town. Noise spread abroad that David was there. And so they were coming after David. And so in, in order for David not to be recognized by anybody, David had no other plan but to disguise himself as acting like a completely foolish man. He was foaming at the mouth. He was acting crazy. He was erratic, hoping nobody would ever find out that he was King David. That makeup or that cover up caused him to flee away from the city and he hid it in a cave like a little child, desperately praying for his life. In that cave, acting like a madman, hoping nobody would find him. It's in that place that he cried out to God. And it is in that place, Bishop, that the Lord heard him. I want to tell you tonight, we don't always cry 
from a perfect place. We don't always try from a holy place. Our shout is not always birthed in the most perfect conditions. The dance we have in our feet, it's not always birthed from the most holy circumstances. Sometimes, you and I try from a very dark place. Sometimes we shout from a place of depression and a place of pain and a place of shame. David was anointed as king, but he acted like a slave. Surely God will not answer him from that place. Surely God will not hear me after I have messed up. Surely God will not turn his ear towards me after what I've gone through. But I want to tell you tonight, uh, there is a sound that you can make uh, from that place. uh, And it will draw the supernatural power of God. I cried out unto the Lord. And the Lord heard me. Your cry is stronger than your mistake. Your cry is stronger than your pain. Your cry is stronger than your anxiety. Your cry is stronger than your depression. It's the sound of the supernatural. It's the sound that attracts the hand and the mercy and the goodness of God. And it must be released tonight. We don't always cry from places that uh, we want other people to see. Amen. We shout from places that are very dark. We shout in the valleys. We dance in the places that are dark and difficult. In the places of sacrifice and pain. We shout from places of loss. We shout from places of mistakes. And the Lord will hear us. And will deliver. Last year, I was going through a very dark or difficult season myself. I was overwhelmed with anxiety and fear. Difficult times where you, where I couldn't fall asleep where I would wrestle with myself every night. Panic attacks and fear would grip my spirit. And I felt ashamed of that, Brother Richie. I thought, I'm a preacher. I'm a pastor. We don't struggle with this. We preach, we preach against it. We, we help other people. But what do we do if we ourselves struggle with it? And night after night... I couldn't fall asleep. I was hyperventilating and my body would cramp up and it would flow into an anxiety attack to where I thought I was going to, I was just going to die. And one night the Lord told me, he said, get up out of your bed and talk to me. 
so one night as that was creeping over my spirit and my body and I, I was wrestling with it, I would get up out of my bed and would stumble down the stairs and I was hyperventilating and hoping nothing bad would happen to me and out of that place, Bishop, I would lift my voice to the Lord and I would say, Jesus. And immediately the Lord said, I'm here. I've been waiting for you. Talk to me. And I will minister to you. Because when we cry to God, God will hear. And God will answer from the darkest, deepest places in our lives. And the next night I would come again. I would get out of my bed. And I would go down the living room. And instead of panicking i would i would get on my knees and say jesus i need to talk to you again and god said i'm here i'll walk with you through it because the devil made you believe that in that place you're not worthy of my attention but the devil is a liar come on east wind the devil is a liar some of you need to stand up tonight Put your feet on the ground and say, the devil is a liar. The eyes of God are upon me. And if I cry out of a dark place, the Lord will hear me. Come on, somebody. Some of you need to lift up that voice right now. traditional thing but a cry that releases the supernatural Need you to understand tonight that there is a sound you can make that will never go unnoticed by the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. A sound that no one else can utter except the poor man. A sound even angels cannot work, cannot make. A sound demons cannot make. There's only one who can make this sound. There's only one who can do it in the entire creation of God. And it's the poor man and the poor woman crying out through their creator. And it says, Jesus! It's the cry of worship. It's the sound of praise. Is the sound of a man or a woman praying to a God who hears. No one else can make that sound. Pastor can make that sound for you. Brother Richie cannot make that sound for you. Bishop can't do it for you. 
It's a sound that needs to be birthed out of your own spirit. It's a sound that needs to come out of your own spirit unto the God that you worship. And it does not happen in beautiful places. It does not happen in elevated places. It happens in the dearth and in the soil and in the dark places of our life. It's in that place that God can show his mercy. Somebody say mercy. Mercy. It's a beautiful sound. It's a sound of the supernatural. Hallelujah. It's not hard to find God. The only thing that you need to do is to reach out to him. And anybody in this place tonight can reach out to God. No matter where you've been, what you've done, or who you are, you can reach out to God, and God will hear you. Young people, let me tell you something. I'm still young, so I always like to speak to young people. I'm 38. I still consider myself a youth. I want to be in youth service. I want to go to youth camp. You pray for me. In Romania, there was a young girl. I didn't know it. She was depressed. She was harming herself, cutting her arms and all that. Wrestling with depression. And on the second night of the Congress, as I was preaching the Word of God, something gripped her spirit and caused her to look at herself through the eyes of God. Because when you and I look in the mirror... And we go through those kind of things. And we go through everything perfect. And we make some mistakes, young people, and we're not what we should be. We look in the mirror and we say, Oh, no way God is going to listen to me today. No way God can hear me from the place that I'm living at right now. But it's exactly that place that God wants you to reach out to Him. Because it's an opportunity to your God to show you the depths of His love, the riches of His mercy, and the power of His grace. And so the Lord caused her to see or to look at herself through His eyes. And when she looked at herself through uh, the eyes of God, that depression, she said... Fled from my spirit. That's that, that thing that wanted to harm myself completely stopped because I saw myself through the eyes of God. And when God looks at you, He's looking beyond the depression and He's looking beyond the mistake and He's looking beyond the pain and He sees an image that He created. He sees Himself. He sees the blood. He sees the love and He sees ministry. It's birthed, Brother Richie, from that sound. From that cry unto the Lord. From the deepest pits of rebellion and sin, if you will cry out to Him, God will hear you. From the hospital room where the doctor gives you a negative report, you cry out to Jesus, God will hear you. 
from the place at home where you're struggling with a loved one that is not serving God and you want to leave and, and curse everything and walk away from God. But if you will cry out to God, He will hear you. It's the sound that produces the supernatural working of God. No chains are too thick. Do I need to say that again? No chains are too thick. No addiction is too strong. Some of you are going to get set free tonight. No depression is too strong. No pain goes too deep to where God cannot salvage it with His love. Oh, what a mighty God we serve. There is no bondage too long that He does not desire to break from you. Hell is not too strong. The devil is not too big. Everybody can be delivered. You and I preach it. You and I believe it. That God wants to fill everybody with the Holy Ghost. Amen. And God wants to see everybody baptized in Jesus' name. But what about God seeing everybody delivered? It is the will of God that every chain in our life Every bondage in your spirit is broken. He does not want his children to walk around with chains. Walk around as slaves while he calls you sons. He does not want you to serve as a slave while you are a son of the king. I'm here to tell Eastwind tonight. It's the will of God to deliver every single person. Some of you ought to shout right now. If you got changed, you ought to sound that cry right now. I don't know what change you need to see break tonight. I don't know what lie you need to see stopped. But I want to make it clear to you. It is not hard to find deliverance. It's one cry away for God hearing you and God starting and working the supernatural in your life. How many of you believe you're a shot away from that? You're a cry away. The master will start fighting your battles. The moment you call on the name of Jesus, every devil in hell and every demon will need to back up when you call the name of Jesus. The moment when you make a sound that only a poor man can make, the angels are standing at attention, ready to minister. Oh yes. God hears the cry of his people. It is not difficult. It is not hard. It just needs to come out of the depths of your spirit. One of the last things somebody that needs a breakthrough in God will do is actually the very simplest of things. 
and they just cry out to God. They will talk about it. They will read about it. They will counsel about it. They will think about it. They will pray about it. But when you ask them, you should cry out to God and let yourself go. They're like, oh, I'm not ready for that. Because they know and you know. It's that cry that separates the victory from defeat. It's that cry that separates the natural from the supernatural. It's that cry that will separate you from a normal Sunday evening or going home rejoicing in the Lord because you have just received your breakthrough. You know the story of Jonah. I'm almost finished. You know the story of Jonah? God calls Jonah and says, go to the city of Nineveh, preach. And Jonah says, my God, anywhere but Nineveh. They don't deserve it. I don't want to do it. Find someone else. And Jonah runs away from God. He finds himself in the belly of a fish. Jonah chapter 2 verse 1 says... Then Jonah prayed unto the Lord his God out of the fish's belly and said, I cried by reason of my affliction unto the Lord. What would stop you from crying tonight? It's not dignified, Pastor. It's not who I am. It doesn't matter who you are. It matters to whom you're doing it. It's not in my culture as a Belgium, Flemish, traditional Catholic to even remotely do something like this. We've not been raised like that. That is not in the Belgium culture, nor is it in our tradition. But when you're born again, welcome to a new culture. Welcome to a new kingdom. This is not about you. This is about him and what he can do in you. So I will shout, and I will run, and I will leap for joy, and I will express myself to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, because I need to be delivered. Some of you, it's been a long time. You should be running these aisles, getting the attention of God. I need a touch from God, but I need to cry so that he will hear my voice. Something is going to break here tonight. And God is going to move in your behalf because he loves you and wants to see you free. So Jonah cries out and he says, I'll get back up there. Out of the belly of hell, I cried and you heard my voice. God won't hear me in this place. Would you stand with me? Uh, I'm ashamed to cry out to God for what I've done. 
So I better go home and be quiet. I'm too tired to shout to God because I've done it before and nothing happened. Why should I try again only to be frustrated with no answer? Devil is a liar. Jonah cried and he described it as the belly of hell. God heard him through the waves, through the depths of the ocean, through the skin of that fish, into the dirty place where Jonah was sitting. And God said, I hear you. I'm listening. God did not say, oh, now you cried to me. I called you before and now you want to run to me. He didn't do that. Right or not? God didn't say, Jonah, I warned you, now you're going to die here. God simply said, yes, Jonah. You want to try again, Jonah? Did you cry to me, Jonah? Because I will listen. And God saved Jonah. And God said, let's do it again, Jonah. And Jonah walked out of that mess. And he said, I will obey now, God. There was no condemnation. There was no uh, uh, destruction of God. God used that story to turn a city upside down. And to teach Jonah the grace and the mercy and the compassion of God. I don't know what kind of confusion you're going through. I don't know what the confusion is in your mind. But you're not defined by that confusion. Am I preaching to someone here tonight? Now you and I can come to this altar in just a moment and do Jesus and go home and nothing will change. Or you and I can make up our minds tonight. I'm going to release a sound of the supernatural in this place. And it's going to follow me home. And it's going to follow me into my family. And into my children. Because I serve a God that will not walk away from me. I serve a God that is faithful. That will hear my cry. by your past you're defined by your cry you're not defined by your mistake it's your cry that will define what God will do for you oh yeah Acts 16 25 Paul and Silas in prison. Hands bound, foot bound. Let's call somebody to get us out. No. Midnight comes in. It's dark. And at midnight, Paul and Silas, what did they do? They prayed. And they sang praises unto God. 
they understood the power of praising in the middle of a prison. They understood the power of releasing a sound in the middle of a dark, impossible situation. And when they released that praise unto God, God broke the chains. I prophesied to someone here tonight. It's not the most beautiful place. It's not the best place. It may be dark and painful. But if you will cry out tonight, the supernatural will be released over your life. Come on. Come on, Father. Why don't you do it for your children? Come on, Mother. Why don't you do it from that place? You think nobody hears you. Try unto your God. Come on, young people, in that place of isolation and condemnation, let that voice be heard. in your mind or in your family but we serve a God of the impossible lift that voice unto him if you need healing in your body I want you to come to this altar if you need deliverance in your spirit, I want you to come to this altar right now. I give you a couple of moments and then we're going to do this together. Come. a sound Jesus alright listen to me for just a moment if you're in this place and you need the baptism of the Holy Ghost Come to this altar and God is going to fill you with the Holy Ghost tonight. If you need a breakthrough in your spirit, a stronghold that needs to be broken. Something you've been wrestling with for so long and you know it's not the will of God. God is going to break that tonight. This is what I want us to do. In a moment, we're going to lift our voices together to God and we're going to lift our hands to the Lord. 
And we're going to step away from our traditional things. And we're going to step into the Spirit of God. And we're going to draw the hand of God over our spirits tonight. Because that sound will release the power of God. How many of you believe that with me tonight? If you need that miracle touch of God right now, would you lift your hands to the Lord? I'm going to speak the word of faith over us tonight. And when I command you to receive it, I want you and the praise team to begin to shout and sing until you feel God working a miracle in your spirit. Are you ready, East Wind? Are you ready, East Wind? Lift your hands to the Lord. Not out of a place of condemnation. Not out of a place of guilt. But out of a place of love and faith. Lift your hands to the Lord. By the authority of the word of God. And by the power of the name of Jesus. I command you right now. Receive your breakthrough. In Jesus name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah! Come on, musicians! Yes! Yes! In the name of Jesus! Grace is waiting for you! Shout like the weight has been lifted! He did it! Be healed! Be healed! Jesus, complete freedom. He tell you, yeah. He did it. He did it. Oh, where the spirit, where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. There is freedom. Where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Come on, church, release it tonight. Release it.